We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday! It's November 24th. It's actually Friday, and it's actually November 24th. It's so weird. Uh, morning, morning grind podcast today, because yesterday was Thanksgiving, and um, we decided to record here on Friday morning. Joined today by TJ. TJ, Mr. Marvel himself. Um, how are you doing, my friend? Honestly, couldn't couldn't really be doing much better. Life's good. Got a baby on the way. Got GPP wins coming left, right, and center lately. Um, it feels good to be on a morning grind where I don't have to host or produce. I just get to hang out and shoot the shit, talk about some sports. I'm excited um, and uh, ready to dive into this NBA slate. Got a few extra entry fees to play with because I took down a bunch for the showdown slate on Thursday. Took down about 30K for the showdown slate on Sunday. And then about 15,000 more on main slates as well. So been really cooking the last two weeks um, and ready to keep it going uh, today as well. Well, just put all that in your baby fund because yeah. kids aren't cheap. Um. <laughs> I've, I, I, I've withdrawn about 80% of my winnings over the last two weeks. And then I'm leaving in a, a still pretty good chunk to play with. And I just, I've been itching to play bigger entry fee stuff for so long, but it was like, I, it was literally two years ago exactly that I had my last hot streak for NFL. Um, and after that, I took everything out, bought a house, then we got married. And so I just like spent it all on real life things, you know? Um, and so now I'm, I'm excited to start actually playing bigger entry fees again. Cause I've been wanting to do that for a while. Heck yeah, man. Well, hope everyone had a fantastic Thanksgiving. I know I'm still full from yesterday. Um, so <laughs> hope everyone had a good day. We got, uh, eight games in season tournament. We have a couple games earlier in the day. I know my magic playing here in a little while. Uh, we got a, Miami Dolphins game. I got my Dolphins and the the Magic playing at the same time, so I'm gonna have two screens going here in a little while while working on NFL main slate um, content. So got a got a busy day in a the fun household. busy day though. Hey, yeah, oh yeah, it's it's always fun when you get to work while games are going. 
Um, yeah, like yesterday, I'm writing articles and stuff and watching these games. It was so enjoyable. Like it wasn't Thanksgiving, obviously, for me here in Canada. And so just to get a regular work day while there's NFL going on all the time, it was it was fantastic. Yeah, it, it's great until you get like uh, Mr. Andy Means messaging you going, hey, you know, get that stuff done. You know, like I get distracted. I'm watching my I'm watching my Dolphins. I'm going to get distracted. So. Sure I got that, that exact <laughs> same thing happened to me this morning uh, because so like I was planning on doing the Dolphins and Jets expert survey uh, on Thursday night during the during the game. And then I all of a sudden got a sweat go and realized that it could be a really good night. Um, and so I just kind of totally forgot to do it. And then I wake up this morning to a text from Andy Means going, hey, we're ready to publish that expert survey as soon as you're done. And I was like, ah, damn it. But uh, still, it's uh, it's exciting stuff. Just because I got I got pretty lucky yesterday. Because while all of you were enjoying Thanksgiving, I realized about five minutes before lock that all like the satellite and qualifiers tab on DraftKings, they had a lot of these big big qualifiers um, and satellites that were like only half full, like five minutes before lock. Um, and so I last night for the game, I ended up winning four tickets to the four forty. $4,444 NFL millionaire uh, later in the year, just from like being 11 person contests and having six or seven people in them. That'd be a nice sweat when that tournament rolls around. So yeah, <laughs> it's always good when those, I mean, I've gotten NASCAR tickets before where I only had to be one person for a $400 ticket because people just don't pay attention to those things. So um, yeah, you gotta, you always gotta pay attention to this. So. All right. Eight games, basketball, we get started here at Chicago at Toronto. This game has a 216.5 total. Toronto is a six-point favorite. Zach Levine, questionable, precious, questionable for Toronto. Uh, Zach Levine obviously matters. So let's start with the Chicago side of this game. Um, I thought Zach Levine was fine, to be honest. I just thought he was a little banged up. And then when he missed the game the other night, he's like, all right, well, maybe we, we really do need to be paying attention to Zach Levine being out or not. Um, what do you like here for Chicago? So if Levine's in, probably nothing. I don't think I get to anybody here um, except for maybe a touch of DeMar DeRozan just because he's back in Toronto and uh, he's the all-time leading scorer. Or I don't think Lowry passed them. I still think it's DeRozan. Um, and uh, he's, he's 7,300. He's just really cheap. And so if Levine's in, it's maybe a touch of DeRozan, but probably nothing. If Levine is out, um, don't mind some Vucevic. And then I would really like DeRozan and, and uh, Kobe White uh, in this spot quite a bit. But like, if Levine is in, if everybody's healthy, this is going to be a slow-paced, strong defensive game. I will say I like playing Chicago when they're on the road because they do play at the slowest pace in the NBA. And you're typically, when you're on the road, you're going to pay. You're going to play closer to the home team's pace. Um, so. I do like Chicago when they're on the road. I just, I mean, this game isn't exciting by any means. If Levine problem, fits, problem is the pace on the road is Toronto, and that's also really slow. <laughs> yeah, I think they're like 17th in the NBA. So, I mean, it, it's a slight bump. Um, if Levine plays, I'm with you. I probably don't have a ton of interest here in general. If Levine's out, I have a ton of interest in uh, DeRozan. I think his price is really appropriate if Zach Levine ends up sitting in this game. Don't even mind taking some shots on Vooch in tournaments. He's going to have to play a bunch of minutes in this game. It's just not a great matchup. 
Uh, the Toronto side, listen, we got we got back on Barnes and Siakam the other night against Indy after a really tough matchup against Orlando. That worked out. Um, it was a fantastic game by both of those guys. I think this is a spot I'm going to stay away from the Raptors. Um, again, Chicago plays at the slowest pace in the NBA. This game has one of the lowest totals on the slate. We have a bunch of really good games that we're going to get to. I'm going to probably pass on Toronto here. The prices are cheap enough that I think if, like, say we get Levine out and you're playing DeRozan and White or White and Vucevic, something like that in a lineup, I think these prices are cheap enough that you can get one Raptor in, either Scotty Barnes or Pascal Siakam or Dennis Schroeder or OG Ananobi. Maybe you even want to play Jakob Pertl because he'll probably get a few more minutes having to guard Vucevic today. But it's definitely, like, you set a rule in lineup HQ, go to build rules, um, and give yourself a maximum of one Toronto Raptor today. All right, moving on. We got Miami at New York, two twelve total in this game. Knicks a five and a half point favorite. Bam is questionable. Hero is out. Duncan Robinson is questionable. Evan Fournier questionable for the Knicks. Miami becomes a very interesting situation um, if Bam sits and Duncan Robinson sits because you don't necessarily love the matchup. Madison Square Garden, Jimmy Butler, Jaquez uh, Jr. at 5,300 all become interesting. I don't know if we chased the Orlando Robinson game, but he had a monster game the other night with Bam out, and he becomes very interesting. Uh, What are your thoughts here on Miami? Yeah, so if Bam and Duncan Robinson are in, I think I'm just going to X out this entire game. Um, And then if Bam and... If Bam is out, I think I, I'm going to fire up Thomas Bryant. Orlando Robinson would worry me just because Kevin Love is expected to be back for this one from his personal issue. Um, and so Robinson was out. Robin Robinson came in and played bigger minutes last game. That was without Kevin Love. So that would maybe worry me a little bit here. Um, but I think you could still play Thomas Bryant 3K flat. I think he's one of the best values on the slate. Assuming Robinson, he's not in our projections right now, but... Assuming he's 3K flat, too, if you're playing a lot of lineups, I think you can try with him. Um, But Jaime Jaquez would be an absolutely fantastic value. I think one of the best values on the slate. If we get Robinson out as well, I think you can uh, take shots on Josh Richardson or Caleb Martin maybe even. But it's still mostly going to be Thomas Bryant for me if, uh, if Bam's out. Yeah, I want to, I want to, I mean, obviously it really matters if Duncan Robinson sits too, um, you know, with his potential injury with the, it's a right thumb injury. And as a shooter, <laughs> doesn't sound great. Uh, so like if Duncan Robinson plays, I don't know if I would play a ton of him in this spot because of the right um, thumb injury. So watching some news here, if everyone plays, I'm probably out on Miami like you. Um, but I, I really do like this spot for Jimmy Butler. If Bam sits, I, I just, I think he's going to have to shoot a bunch in this game. So, yeah, and you mentioned the Kevin Love thing. That's interesting. I didn't think about that angle. Uh, Nick's side of this game, any interest here in New York? Nope, honestly none. Again, it's a similar situation to the Chicago-Toronto game where if we get these guys out, if we get Bam and uh, if we get Bam and Duncan Robinson out and I want to play a lot of these Miami players, then maybe I'll get to one New York guy, whether it be Mitchell Robinson or Jalen Brunson or Jalen Rand- Julius Randle but maximum one and only if I'm playing uh, like two Miami players. 
Yeah, if Miami gets some guys out, I think Mitch Robb or Julius Randle would be my my favorite plays here. Um, I don't mind ever taking some shots on like Jalen Brunson. I think he has the highest ceiling, um, but he's also expensive and the matchup's not great. Detroit at Indiana taking on the Pacers. 246.5 total here. Pacers a nine-point favorite. Uh, Bogdanovich, Harris, and Morris out for Detroit. Numhart and Neesmith both questionable for Indiana. This is, I think, the best game on the slate as far as DFS is concerned. Uh, we're going to have a really fast-paced game. There should be a lot of scoring in this game. Indiana's first in pace. Detroit's 11th in pace. We talk about it all the time. Indiana is dead last in defensive rating this season. So uh, just a phenomenal spot for a young Detroit team. What do you like here for the Pistons? Everything. Cade Cunningham, 7,800. Very interested there. Like, as long as these games stay close, he'll play big minutes. And he got all the way up to, like, 50 fantasy points last game, and he didn't even shoot well. I do worry a little bit about Indiana running away with it. But we don't we don't worry about that too much in DFS anyways. And so, Cade Cunningham, Alistair Thompson, Jalen Duran, uh, Isaiah Stewart, um, like, Duran's not on the injury report, and so as long as he plays, I think he's viable. But I would worry a little bit just in case he plays limited minutes. Um, but basically anybody in this game who starts, like, as long as Jaden Ivey's still in the starting lineup, I think he's viable. If it's Killian Hayes, then I think he's viable. Um, and then uh, I don't even hate the idea of somebody like Alec Burks in this game as well. Just, like, say you do think Indiana's going to run away with it. You're not getting to anybody else in this game, but you got 5K remaining throw in Alec Burks because this game's going to have a lot of points, but if Indiana blows them out, maybe Burks gets an extra five, six minutes and he could put up 40 fantasy points again in this type of matchup. So um, nobody to me like aggressively stands out outside of Cade just because of their prices. Thompson and Stewart probably probably be my next favorites. Whoever starts between Ivy and Hayes would be next on the list, but Cade Cunningham's like the only one whose price like really jumps out at me. Yeah, I really like Kate Cunningham. He's my favorite play from Detroit. Um, it's not that close. Outside of him, I mean, this is a spot that if you if Duran gets the minutes, he could do really well here. Uh, but the ankle injury has his minutes kind of all over the place right now. His price really hasn't come down very much. So I'm just a little concerned about minutes for him. Isaiah Stewart, his minutes are kind of all over the place as well. So I think this is a spot we're looking at Kate Cunningham, and I think – that's the attack for us on Pacer side. And like Indiana allows the most um, points per game to opposing point guards. So it's always good. Uh, Pacers Halliburton is just on one right now. Uh, this guy has at least 15 assists and 25 points in four of his last five games. Just absolutely smashing. He's just on another level. Um, I mean, he's 11 K, but I mean, it's really hard to argue with the production that we're getting right now out of him. But now we're like comparing him to like Giannis, Jokic, Fox, Sabonis. He's on my list. I mean, I don't know how I'd rank those guys right now, early in the day, but like Halliburton's up there. This game is phenomenal. Shout out to my fellow season long fantasy basketball players who drafted Tyrese Halliburton third overall because they figured Indiana was going to play at a stupid pace this year and he's ready to step up. I love Halliburton. I think like a, a Halliburton Cade Cunningham stack is one of my favorite things to do here. It's obviously tough to ride a hot streak of a shooter. You never know when it's going to end, but Buddy Heald is just absolutely scorching right now. 
Um, and so I don't like playing a chalky buddy healed ever, but like, who's going to get up and guard him on Indiana. He's going to get as many open shots as he wants tonight again. Um, so I don't hate the idea of buddy healed. I actually like, I like, I really like pairing buddy healed with Halliburton. Like, I, I think that's kind of how I want to go about this, the chalk. Healed and Halliburton actually correlate great together. Why? Because all Healed does is shoot, and all Halliburton does is attack the basket, shoot, and make great passes to his teammates. 15 assists a game in four of his last five, like you mentioned. Um, and so I really like the idea of doing, like, only playing Buddy Healed when I'm also playing Cade Cunningham and Tyrese Halliburton, something like that. Um, to make sure I'm still getting my exposure if he's going off and that game stays close. But if he's not going to hit it, it's either because of one, he's cold, or maybe this game blows out. And therefore, I wouldn't want those other guys, like somebody like Halliburton there anyways. So um, I do really like the idea of getting to somebody healed Halliburton, Cade Cunningham together. I think Miles Turner is fine, but you kind of always have to worry about minutes with him. I think... Uh, Detroit is probably big enough that he's probably going to have to play a lot of them. If we get Neesmith out, I think Obi Toppin, it becomes a very interesting tournament play. He's not going to project very well, but he's gotten more minutes lately and he's been playing very well. Um, 33 and 36 minutes in his last two games. And so if we get Neesmith out, I think uh, Obi Toppin becomes a great salary saver. And if we get Nemhard out, if you're playing a lot of lineups, I think you can even take shots on uh TJ McConnell, he's only played 13 minutes the last two games, but if this game gets a little bit ugly and say you're fading it outright, you're almost fading it outright, put McConnell in there as a salary saver because you're assuming this blows out. And if it does, he gets over 20 minutes, he's probably going to have 30 fantasy points. For what it's worth, I want to watch the Neesmith news um, here because if he were to sit in this game, I actually have a little bit of um, interest in Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin's played 34 and 36 minutes. And started the last two games with. That's Neesmith what I just out. said. <laughs> yeah. So no, I was just I was just mirroring what you said, saying that like he's the guy that I really have interest in. Yeah, in, like, sorry. The cheaper side. I got I got defensive when there was no need to. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> it's early in the morning. I haven't even had coffee yet. Um, so you're good. Sacramento at Minnesota, two twenty nine and a half total here. Minnesota, a four point favorite. Ellis Murray out for Sacramento. McDaniel's McLaughlin out for. Minnesota, Sacramento. Did I say Sacramento? Um, looking at the Kings here, no Murray matters. Murray is a guy that you know typically plays thirty plus minutes a night. So, what are we looking at here for the Kings? I think more so than anything, the value. Like I'm probably looking most at Trey Lyles and Chris Duarte. I don't really want to play um, many players against Minnesota too often. They're just so good defensively. Having said that, um, Trey Lyles is probably going to have to play big minutes today because if this game stays close, you look who they like. They're not going to run Chris Duarte for make for mega minutes and have Harrison Barnes guarding Carl uh, Anthony Towns all night. Um, and so I think they're going to have to play Lyles big minutes to match up with that Towns and Gobert front court. So he's by far my favorite on this team. In his very first game back from injury, he came in uh, and played 27 minutes. His first game all season, he comes in and he plays 27 minutes, puts up 22 fantasy points. If that's all we get at 3.3K, that's great. I have no problem with that. But we could end up getting 30-plus minutes for him if this game stays close in this type of matchup. Yeah, Trey Lyle is one of my favorite value plays on the slate. Obviously, it's early in the day. Um, We'll see how value kind of opens up, but I'm with you. Do you know where Trey Lyle is from? Toronto. 
No. Canada. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. I should have just said Canada. Like that is so obvious when you said, do you know where he's from? I should have just said Canada. Same um, city as me. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. I should have just said Canada. I'm always right when you ask me that question if I just say Canada. Um. <laughs> he mo- he, yeah, true. He moved as a kid, but uh, I have a buddy who went to daycare with him. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> did you know that I played baseball and basketball against Jacob DeGrom? There you go. I- I Fun did. Facts. I did. Fun fact. I remember when you told me that on the podcast for the first time, and yeah. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. I just, I listen, you know, going to preschool with somebody, though. Um, that's where, like, that's big stuff. Yeah, that's big that's, stuff. That's <laughs> like formative stuff right there. I know. Uh, he might but yeah. be in the NBA because of that. But I agree with you. I think they're going to need his size in this game. Um, with Murray out, I think Trey Lyles. I mean, he hadn't played a game all season uh, because of a calf injury. He came back the other night and played 28 minutes. So was he really hurt or did they just not need him? So uh, I think they'll need his size in this game. I think he'll play really solid minutes at this price point. Um, you're always, you know, worried that they might like roll out like a McGee or somebody. Gosh, man, could you imagine if McGee got like 15 minutes in this game? He'd crush. <laughs> um, Minnesota side, like they are so talented defensively. Did you see – the podcast where Anthony Edwards is like, yeah, I'm going to be the first person to ever play NBA and NFL. Um, I thought that was really interesting. I think I, that's so cool. And I, I'm honestly kind of surprised that like more people haven't tried just for the say that they have, especially if you're kind of like a fringe NBA player, just because like, I think that it, of all professional sports, I don't think there's anything that transfers better than NBA to NFL. Um, but yeah, I mean, this guy, he doesn't need to go anywhere. He just needs to keep chucking. What do you like here for Minnesota? Um, Anthony Edwards for one, I, uh, I think he's still underpriced. He should be up above nine K, um, Carl Anthony towns as well. He should be up above nine K as long as he's playing 30 plus minutes. Like he's, he doesn't have like the biggest ceiling. He's not going to go get randomly get you 65, 70 points, but he's probably good for 40 to 55 almost all the time. So um, I don't mind getting to some Carl Anthony Towns here. He should do whatever he wants to Trey Lyles. That's the best matchup that Sacramento can do, but it's still not very good. Um, even if it's Sabonis that he ends up matching up with more often than not, he's going to crush Sabonis. Sabonis is one of the worst defensive players in, in basketball. Um, and so I uh, I really like both of them. Gobert, I think, is is fine for tournaments as long as he's below 7k i think you can take shots on him but again i just don't know how high the ceiling is um i don't like taking shots on alexander walker that always worries me um i just now he's at 4400 i just don't really know if the ceiling is there so if he's going to be a chalky value play i think i'm going to fade um and then if i play lots of lineups i always take a couple shots on nasri just in case yeah, Alexander Walker, like he's been playing really solid minutes with McDaniel's out. McDaniel's going to be out, um, seems like for a couple more weeks. So I don't hate this spot for Alexander Walker as a value play. Again, let's see how how the like value shapes up throughout the day. Because um, he's not going to be like a huge point per minute producer, but like he he's a guy that can get you like five, five, ten um, type of line. So I, I think Alexander Walker is okay in a matchup here against the Kings. Uh, another fantastic game. Washington at Milwaukee, 246 and a half total in this game. Milwaukee, 13 point favorite. Right is out for um, Washington. That's the only injury news that we have on this one. Giannis is probable. If this game stays close, it's going to be 
probably the best DFS game on the slate. Um, the problem is we don't really expect this game to stay close, 13-point spread. What do you like here for Washington? Uh, this, to me, I think is actually going to end up being my favorite game on the slate from a fantasy perspective. Milwaukee hasn't really been blowing all that many people out this year. Now, Washington has shown that they can get blown out by anybody. They don't give a damn. Uh, they'll just suck who, whoever they're playing at times. And so um, that is worrisome. But I actually like Washington, I think, plus 13 in this spot. And I think they can keep it close because this Milwaukee team has been really bad defensively. This should be super fast pace, And I think it should have a lot of scoring. So Kyle Kuzma, Jordan Poole um, would be my favorites. Abdi has been priced up. Jones doesn't get enough minutes. Gafford has been priced up from 4,200 to 55. Kulabali has been priced up. Kispert's been priced up. So I think it's really just Kuzma and Poole for me. Those are the two I'm most interested in, with Kuzma probably being number one. Yeah, I, I like Kuzma a lot in this spot. I think that if this game's going to stay close, Kuzma's going to have to have a big game. Jordan Poole is shooting a lot more here recently, um, and that's what we kind of were hoping for to start the season. So I think Jordan Poole's upside is going up, but his price is also catching up. Um, so I don't know if his ceiling is as high as we want it to be. Uh, outside of that, with you on Denny, maybe some Tyus Jones, but I don't necessarily love this spot for really anybody from Washington. Like one of the reasons that I think the game's not going to stay close is like who's going to be the producer outside of Kuzma and Poole. But you have to unmute your mic. Like you get done hosting, you fill in for a week, you forget to unmute your what? mic. I win some money. I get to do whatever I want now. There's no rules anymore. I can go muted if I'm... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, my cat was making noise and I forgot to unmute. Um, I uh, I think it might be a bit of a Jordan Poole night. He's finally starting to occasionally get a little bit hot. He's uh, in back-to-back, fan- back-to-back games with over 34 fantasy points, shooting over 20 shots, um, shooting like 40%, which is good for Jordan Poole. Um, and so I think you can take shots here because like guards have been torching them all year long. Milwaukee side of this game. I have a rare, rare player that I really like in this game. Um, I really like Brooke Lopez. (laughs) I know it's weird, but this is a guy that's gone over 38 fantasy points in four of his last five games. And he's still under six K. Um, this is a fantastic spot. He just put up 38 fantasy points against this team. The other day they scored 142 points. I really like Brook Lopez today uh, for Milwaukee. Obviously, like Giannis and Lillard uh, for certain contests. But, uh, you know, I think that Giannis – I, I said I didn't like him the other night against Washington, and he made me eat the word. So I, I got I to gotta say that I like him, right? Yeah, I like Giannis too, and I love the Brook Lopez call. I think that's fantastic. I think you can take shots on Malik Beasley as long as Jay Crowder's still out. Um, gives it makes his minutes a bit more secure, and if he gets hot, um, if he gets hot, uh, you can kind of put him wherever you're uh, like he can go for 30 real life points. And so, the other thing I would want to touch on Chris Middleton played 28 minutes last game. Chris Middleton might be back, not I'm not saying 35 minutes. But Chris Middleton played 28 minutes this game. So if we get 28 minutes from Chris Middleton at 5,700 against the Washington Wizards, that could be 38, 39, 40 fantasy points. If he happens to get 
if this game stays close and they go like, hey, you look good last game, Chris, let's go 30. Chris Middleton could end up being one of the best values on the slate. Yeah, I'm a little concerned. Um, and uh, I don't know if that, like, I don't know if it's noise or not from that game because, like, Malik Beasley didn't play as much in that game. And it was a game against Boston. Um, so I'm just a little concerned that, like, uh, at 5,700, you could take the, the tournament shot on Middleton. Uh, but if you're playing Middleton, don't play Beasley. Their minutes seem like they are very, like, very in sync with each other. Um, so I, I think Middleton is interesting for tournaments. I'm with you on, you know, if he is going to play 29 minutes a night, he's too cheap at 5,700. So don't mind that call. Denver at Houston, 216.5 total here. Denver, a three-point favorite. Murray remains out. Oladipo remains out for Houston. Uh, let's go Denver first. What do you like here for the Nuggets? Nikola Jokic. Uh, he's 13K, but if I pair him with Trey Lyles in my lineup, then all of a sudden that doesn't look so bad. So um, Jokic would be my main guy. All these other guys are getting priced up to the point that if the matchup is good, I'd be interested. But in a matchup like Houston, who again plays very slow um, and actually pretty well defensively this year, uh, I think it's just Nikola Jokic for me or nothing. If I'm playing 150 lineups, I include Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon just because they kind of always have ceilings. But it's just Jokic for me. I hate this spot for all of these guys. Houston is fourth in defensive rating. They're 28th in pace. Denver is 27th in pace. This game is going to be extremely slow. I don't see this being like a ceiling spot, especially for Jokic at 12-9. Michael Porter Jr. has definitely seen an increase in usage and role, but he's 7,200. This is a really tough spot. I'm just staying away from Denver in this game. I think this is a, a play that you're just away from. Even on the Houston side, I don't really love anything from Houston. Again, really slow-paced game. Um, Denver is like 10th in defensive rating, so they're not a bad defensive team. I got nothing in this game. This is a game that I just hope no one has a ceiling game. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there as well. Um, on Yeah, like on the Denver side of things, it's just Jokic, and I'd only probably play a Houston player if I'm playing Jokic in that lineup, like just as a run back. Um, and so like it'd probably be Van Vliet, but these prices are getting up there. Um, honestly, I think the one I'd be most likely to take a shot on in the tournament on Houston would probably be Tari Eason. Yeah. Eason is someone that they have been kind of easing back. Um, he hasn't been playing back to backs. He's 4,500. I wish he was a little bit cheaper. I think we're going to find better value, but I agree with you. Like, uh, he is someone that could be a huge point per minute um, producer if the minutes were there. All right, San Antonio at Golden State, 234.5 total here. Warriors, a 10.5 point favorite. Draymond remains out. We'll go San Antonio first. Um, we continue to see like Wimby has that like ceiling. It, it's there. It, there's no rhyme or reason or anything. It just, he's going to have good games, he's going to have bad games. He's always in play. For large field tournaments, um, with Vassell back, Keldon Johnson might be a little too expensive, so I'll probably stay away from him. You could potentially take a little bit of, um, have a little bit of interest in Vassell if you're playing large field tournaments or Sohan in large field tournaments, but I, I think the play from San Antonio is Wimby. 
Yeah, it's probably Wemby or nothing for me here. I think Keldon, like, he still has a ceiling. I think Zach Collins still has a ceiling. Uh, but it's probably just, like, those would maybe only be considerations in 150 lineups. It's going to be likely Wemby or nothing for me here. Going to the Warriors side here, I mean, I can see Chris Ball having a big game. Um, I hate the price tag at 7,200, but I think this is a, a spot where we're potentially looking at, like, his point assist um, prop. Uh, I think this is a really good spot for that. I think Steph could have a monster game. San Antonio has been terrible against point guards and shooting guards this season. I, this is a spot, I mean, I don't mind taking shots on Paul Curry or saying, hey, is this going to be the day that Clay Thompson remembers that he is a, a superstar? Yeah, I think Curry would pro- or Paul would probably be the ones I'd most likely take a shot on. But the other one, and I think the one I'd actually be most interested in here for tournaments would be um, Dario Saric. Dario Saric has been playing limited minutes recently, but the, the minutes ceiling is there at times for when Draymond, because Draymond Green's still out. Um, he's gone 22 and 26 minutes in the last games, but he's been over 30 fantasy points in all of them because he just, he's been coming off the bench and just going out there and throwing up a ton of usage. So um, Saric, I think is interesting because like this is a 10 and a half point spread. It absolutely could turn into a blowout. And if he happens to get 28 minutes, he could put up, 40 fantasy points. And so, uh, again, cause it's a wonderful, wonderful matchup against San Antonio. I I'm planning on probably playing it where if I play Curry or Paul, maybe I'll also play Wemby. Um, and then if I went, when I roll Sarah, Sarich, he'd be like the only player in this game I would play. All right. Last game on the slate. We got new Orleans at LA taking on the Clippers Two twenty-six total Clippers, a four and a half point favorite McCollum Murphy. And I cannot read the last name that I wrote down. Um, who did I write down? Oh, Matt Ryan. I can't read Ryan. I, I wrote it really weird. Boston Jr., Plumley out for the Clippers. Norman Powell questionable. Um, doesn't sound like that'd be a huge news, but we've talked a lot recently about his recent rotation upgrade. With him being uh, questionable with a groin injury, um, we'll talk about that. But it's definitely something to be noting. Let's go New Orleans here first. Uh, what do you like here for the Pelicans? Um, not a lot. Like everybody to me is just kind of priced appropriately. JV has a ceiling if he happens to play big minutes, but both of these teams could decide to go small and he could play 22. Um, now that like this, this new Orleans team, they've all been priced up for the lack of McConnell and, everybody else is healthy. So it'd be like just Zion or Brandon Ingram and large field GPPs, but I don't really want to play either of them. Yeah. I mean, in large tournaments, I think you could take some shots on Jose Alvarado. Um, he played 19 minutes. They're going to slowly increase his minutes um, coming back from the ankle injury. I could see him maybe getting like 22, maybe a few extra minutes in this game. It's 3,700. Um, his usage was really good the other night in that Sacramento game. So, Maybe in large tournaments you could take some shots there, but I'm with you. I think a lot of these guys are priced appropriately. Um, maybe Najee Marshall in large field tournaments, but not going out of my way to play the studs. Ingram, Zion, when they're both healthy, it's really tough. And like you said, I could see this game potentially going a little smaller. Valanciunas not getting that like 30, 32, 33 minute run. Uh, on the Clippers side, obviously, when you're looking at the Clippers, um, it's just a it's a stacked team. <laughs> it's so good, uh, and they have a lot of talent here. 
it's it's really hard. I mean, Paul George has been the, like the most consistent player, but he's also 8,800. I don't know if this is necessarily a ceiling spot for him. James Harden has been slowly increasing in production. What do you like here for the Clippers? Harden has been my favorite one for the last few weeks, but his price is starting to get up there as well. And so with all the cooks in the kitchen, I just don't know how high the ceiling is here. Um, and so one of George Harden or Leonard, I think is totally fine in tournaments, a little bit of late night hammer action. The matchup is good. The spread is relatively close. One of these guys absolutely could have a ceiling game, but how it's been coming more often than not lately is just like they all score right around 40 points kind of just all the time. They all seem to just be like spreading it out pretty evenly every game. Um, and so I don't, I, I even think you could take a maybe a shot on Avica Zubats, but center just is a very high opportunity cost today. Like I think I kind of already know in my single entry, I want to go Lyles and Jokic um, as long as I have the salary, as long as I can afford Jokic, if I can make that work, but I'm probably for sure going to be going two centers. Um, and so any of these guys are fine. I just wish they were a little cheaper so I could want to play them. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I feel like if they keep producing like solid games, we're not going to get price decreases, which kind of stinks for DFS purposes. Um, if Norman Powell ends up sitting in this game, I mean, I think that's where I would take some shots on Westbrook. I, I could see him closing and playing like 28 minutes in that type of scenario, but I still don't know if he has enough ceiling. I yeah, just think, I think that would maybe even like get me on man a little bit just because he'd probably be secured for 30 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be close for sure. And they, they even used like Daniel Tice the other night. Um, he's had two really good back to back games, but both of those games were against San Antonio, so it's really hard to trust it. Um, if he yeah. had power forward eligibility, I would probably consider Tice. Yeah, I hate the fact that he's center only. Like, what are, you, what are we doing? All right, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. And uh, everyone can have a Friday. Let's start off with favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you got? Um, I'm going to go Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin. I like it. I mean, the answer, I think, is Trey Lyles, but I'm going to go Obi Toppin. Yeah, Trey Lyles I had written down, so I'm glad you didn't say him. Uh, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? I'm going to go with De'Aaron Fox. Fox. There's a song about him. Um, I'm going to go Jokic at 12-9. Favorite 6X play today? Um, I'm going to go Dario Saric. All right, I'm going Cade Cunningham. Really love that game. Nice. I love that too. For what it's worth. Actually, no. I'm going to save that. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who is your let's get weird GPP play of the day? Chris Middleton. Yeah. Currently projecting for 0.79% ownership. <laughs> I don't think people realize that he got up to 20, 28 minutes last game and now had two days off in between. I like it. I'm going to go Steph Curry. I think I think Steph is going to be shooting tonight, and I think he's going to have a monster game here against Antonio. So give me, give me Steph Curry for his second 60-plus point game of the season in this one. Uh, and then a bet or fantasy pick and play that you like here uh, to finish this off. Let's go with the Washington Wizards plus 13. 
All right, Washington. As I have not yet looked at my NBA pick'em stuff yet. It's only NFL. And on that note, you can find my NFL prize picks article for my DFS pick'em plays has just been posted for the Friday game. Um, we got the Dolphins, we got the Jets, and so I got my pick and plays up for that. And then uh, I believe the expert survey just got posted as well. I messaged Devin about a potential pre-lock show for that game, but uh, nothing. Um, nothing. I haven't responded. He hasn't uh, got back to me yet, so we'll see on that one. But uh, we got you covered for NFL content today as well, so make sure you check that out. You got a, You have Tyreek in there, right? Oh, yeah. More than 78 and a half? Yes, sir. All right, just making sure. I saw that line and I was like, "Why is it so low?" So um, I'll give you, I'll, I'll, I'll give you two of them uh, for free, just because I love both of them so much. And it's Tyreek over seventy-eight and a half receiving yards, and it's Raheem Mostert any kind of touchdown. All right, all right. I can I can get behind the Dolphins. There we go. Um, my pick and play today is Brooke Lopez more than six rebounds. Uh, this line's too low. It's over on prize picks. It's likely going to move. Uh, if it hasn't already, I got a few in with it earlier this morning. He's gone over this line in four of his last five games and draws one of the best matchups on the slate. As far as rebounding is concerned, um, Washington is the worst rebounding team in the league to the centers. So Brooke Lopez over more than six rebounds. Uh, TJ, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nope. I think that is about it. Let's uh, looking to keep this hot streak moving. I just pulled up the trying to pull up the fantasy pick them tool for prize picks for NBA, and it doesn't look like they have it working right now. Um, just the NFL stuff. But Shadow says, thanks for the show. It's been good. I'll be back on for NBA crunch time tonight. So uh, make sure you tune in for that one as well. And uh, good luck in all your contests, everybody. Hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. We'll be back on Monday talking NBA. Good luck. We'll see you then.